your work week is over. Kick back and get the latest on the Colts and the NFL. This is The Last Word, the off-season home of the Colts, with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to The Last Word. We're brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today. You make every moment more at FanDuel. My name is Jeffrey Gorman. I am joined week in and week out by the voice of the Colts. That is Matt Taylor. Matey, I mean, the Masters this weekend. We got some good weather coming. How's your headspace? How do you feel this Friday? Headspace is good, man. I'm just hoping hoping that uh, around here anyways in central Indiana we can kind of turn the corner one day it's 50 the other day it's raining in 35 and then it's up to 60 we're kind of Jekyll and Hyde around here so hoping to turn the corner weather wise I was down in Florida last week which really kind of messed with my headspace then to come back here and it's basically still winter but uh, I think all in due time and Watch some golf this weekend and then get ready for the Easter Bunny next weekend. What'd you do? Take the missus down to bike week down in Florida over there? <laughs> grab the Harley out of the garage? What were you doing down in Florida? Uh, Disney World, man. Disney World Attaboy. with a five-year-old and a two-year-old. <laughs> it was it was magical, right? I mean, it was it's the greatest place on earth. Did the park it for did the park four days, did Magic Kingdom, oh rode, all, rode all the man, rides. How, how long each day were you spending? I mean, how many hours at that theme park? Uh, we probably average, we were there on average from about nine to four, five o'clock. One day we went back and did the fireworks. So that, that day kind of was broken up, but yeah, man, high five Mickey and Goofy had breakfast with Cinderella. My wife planned the entire thing. She told us where to go. I just showed up, had fun, and swiped the credit card about a thousand yeah, times. Yeah, you did. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Pick the kid up, and you know, tie, a little bit of sweat going on down there when you guys are humping it everywhere. No, the no, it, it was beautiful. Eighty and sunny every day, so it was Eight. not much sweating going on. It was beautiful weather. <laughs> love it love it i didn't know you did all that like i said i thought you were yeah. down there at bike week maddie we got a lot to go over on this colts off season and i got to get down to kind of a laundry list of what's happening here kind of rekindle some memories because it started early uh, well not early but a few weeks back and i i gotta have this conversation with you yes no maybes i mean that whole thing it's rapid fire so here we go Quarterback Matt Ryan acquired in a trade with the Falcons. This is your offseason update, okay? Cornerback Brandon Faison from the Vegas Raiders signed. Traded cornerback Rocky Sin for defensive end Yannick Ngakwe with the Raiders. This week, picked up Armani Watts from the Chiefs. He's a safety. The team also signed in-house free agents. We saw this with Mo Alley-Cox, with Matt Pryor, the big tackles, Zaire Franklin, and Tyquan Lewis, who, by the way, you will be hearing in a few minutes, Tyquan Lewis out of Ohio State University. He is coming back and fired up for this upcoming season. We're going to hear from him. Now listen to this, Matty Ochi. In free agency, the Colts have also lost some players. I want to go through this with you. Yep. Zach Pascal reuniting with Sirianni in Philadelphia. Al-Kadim Mohammed going to the Bears. Okay, and we know why he's going to the Bears. Because Matt Eberflus knows what he has in Al-Kadim Mohammed. He doesn't stop. He's got a high motor. Mark Glowinski to the Giants. Marlon Mack to the Texans. Chris Reed, a do-everything, all-everything. You know, he was a, a pocket knife type of a guy. You plug him in and play play he's at the Vikings now and Taylor Stallworth goes to the Chiefs Matt are we okay I think I think we are okay I I think you know you're losing some quality players guys that had a lot of 
Um, George Odom. I, I'm sorry, I didn't even mention George Odom. Yep. When you wrap up everything that you just said and you look at the offseason in totality, I think the Colts actually are one of the most improved teams in the NFL, primarily because of their two big moves so far this offseason at quarterback and defensive end. You talked about Matt Ryan and Unique Ngakwe. Those are probably two of the most important positions on any football team, and the Colts have added some premium players at those spots. I mean, Matt Ryan speaks for himself at the quarterback spot, and then Ngakwe, one of the best pass rushers since breaking into the NFL in 2016, he has the eighth most sacks in the NFL in that time. He gives the Colts a threat on every down, and he's really going to help a guy like DeForest Buckner in the middle. He's not going to see nearly as many double teams now with uh, with Ngakwe in the fold. And then with Matt Ryan, he's going to help the running game. He's going to help the Colts stay on schedule in the passing game. And a guy like Naeem Hines is going to break out big time this year playing with Matt Ryan. So I think you've upgraded at those two important spots but those spots have a, a trickle-down effect that help a lot of other players maximize their production on this team. Give me some holes, Matt. Give me some holes you think the Colts yeah. still have at this point of free agency because there's some great players still out there. No doubt, and the Colts are still a work in progress right now, and they've got some things they have to address the rest of the, this offseason. You know, you got the draft coming up, ongoing free agency, then after the draft, undrafted free agents. You know, certainly offensive line is something we've talked about. Right now you've got to replace – two offensive line starters. You need depth behind those guys as well. Um, you need more depth at safety. Right now, you only have three safeties on the roster, and one of those guys is coming off an Achilles injury suffered in October. That's Julian Blackman. So we don't know you know, where he's going to be, when he's going to come back. Um, and then clearly at wide receiver, as you said, Zach Paschal's gone. T.Y. Hilton's still on the open market. I think the Colts are, are confident. Someone in the group of Patman, Ashton Doolin, Strawn, uh, a guy like Kiki QT can play a big role next season, but none of those guys has proved it yet to this point in their career. So that's why we're talking about it. You know, the returning wideouts on this team outside of Michael Pittman Jr., Jeffrey, combined for just 28 catches last year. So I would say offensive line depth, safety, wide receiver, throw in tight end with Jack Doyle retiring. Those are the big areas for me that are still out there. All the latest information you need available on Colts.com. And don't forget, you can download the Colts app today. Same info all the time, 24-7. The offseason schedule, Matt, has been set, and it's coming up right around the corner. That means football's on and it is back. It starts on April the 18th. Players will get together for the offseason workout programs, organized team activities, or OTAs. Those are May 24th, 25th, and 26, June 1st through the 3rd, and June 13th through the 16th. Man, there used to be a lot more of those. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, this new CBA, they used to have a ton of, they have weeks out there. Now they just have days out there. Mandatory minicamp, by the way, Matt, June 7, 8, and 9. There will also be a rookie minicamp following the April 28th through 30th NFL draft. Important in the offseason, especially with new faces, lost guys. How important will this, let's start on April 18th. How important is that, guys, oh. just showing up in the weight room? You know, very, very important. I think, I think all of this process is huge for a team like the Colts, Jeffrey. I was actually really surprised Last year, regarding the offseason workout program, the Colts were one of those teams that condensed the workout program, and it was understandable because last year you had the backdrop of COVID still going on, and let's be real, right? A lot of players around the NFL use that as leverage because most veterans, they're okay with not going through OTAs. They're not incredibly jazzed up about the mini camp, right? They're interested in saving their bodies, getting right for the grind of training camp in the regular season, 
And also, too, the NFL is really the only professional sport in America that has off-season organized practices. You know, Tom Brady talked about that last year on that CBA call. And now this off-season, new quarterback, Matt Ryan, new weapons. He needs to learn the offense. He needs to learn Frank Reich. Frank Reich needs to learn him as a player. You're going to have two new starters on the offensive line. You've got competition at wide receiver. And then on defense, a completely different scheme, basically a new defensive staff for the most part. The defense needs to learn the core principles, all the fundamentals before training camp. You can't use training camp to go over basic stuff. You have to have a little bit of a launching pad. And you need guys like Darius Leonard, DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore. All of those guys have to understand the defense so that they can have you know an authority over the scheme and lead and, and have guys trust them on the field. So even if it's not 11-on-11 stuff like we've seen in the past, to your point, even if it's just 7-on-7, you got to build up timing in the passing game um, and then also on defense use that time to get better against the pass, fine-tune the principles of the defense going into camp. I think with the uh, with the amount of coaching changes on this staff that this offseason program, this offseason workout schedule will benefit the coaches almost as much as the players. I mean, no I, I'm not saying anything that's uh, new science here, but I, I'm telling you, we've got a lot of new faces and guys in different responsibilities, et cetera, et cetera. Good coaches lost, great coaches we gained as well. So I'm, I'm just saying it, it works for everybody. And okay, when we come back, we're going to hear from one of the key pieces set to return next season. We'll hear from defensive end Tyquan Lewis on this next segment coming up regarding how excited he is uh, to return back to the Colts after signing the offseason deer, where he's at with his rehab, and how he fits into this is a great one because we got to go over this stuff over the next couple months how he fits into the new system that's being brought over by defensive coordinator Gus Bradley this is the last word Matt Taylor voice of the Colts my name is Goreman 93.5 and 107.5 the fan welcome back to the last word the offseason radio home of the Colts with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor yeah we're back here at the last word Brought to you by our friends at FanDuel Sportsbook. Download the app today and make every moment more. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. My name is Goreman. And uh, what do we got, Van Halen here? I thought we were going to hear like some Harry Chapin or early Doobie Brothers, Matt Taylor. (laughs) Well, what's wrong with Feel So Good by Van Halen? Skunk Baxter, by the way, guitarist for the Doobie Brothers, got me fired from a waiter's job in Southern California in about 1996 or so. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Do do tell. Here we go. Give us the story. I went into a place and I said, hey, I, I, you have a waiter position open. I can do this and stuff. They, do you have experience? I'm like, yes, of course I have experience, you know? And I'm like, had no experience whatsoever. <laughs> I, I, you know, it was, it was tough, bro. You know, if you're a bad waiter, it just ruins the experience for people eating and stuff. And I, you know, I couldn't multitask and stuff like that. So finally Skunk Baxter <laughs> came in and it was like a 435 o'clock dinner. You know, it was an early dinner in Skunk Baxter and I recognized him and stuff. And I just kept butchering and I put the wrong, you know, entrees there and appetizers and got this and he's all flustered and this lady with him was all flustered and finally the lady switched me out and she said you can go home I understand you can go home it's overwhelming we'll talk tomorrow and she was like basically saying get out of here don't come back so yeah Skunk Baxter from the Doobie Brothers got me fired Wow. So you're you're no longer buying any Doobie Brother records or buying t shirts, right? You got you still hold a grudge. You wanna hear something funny? Yeah. This is true, bro. We did an LA Jim Ursay collection event. You know, everybody knows about that. You can find out information on Colts.com. Colts owner has a great event called the Jim Ursay Collection. Right. And he shows off uh, the greatest possibly collection of artifacts and music and you know politics and history and entertainment and stuff and skunk baxter was at the la event last month and i went up to him and told him that story god is my witness (laughs) 
How did he react? He goes, you know what? It wasn't me because I don't remember it, but I'll tell you what. It was I with a woman, and I said, yeah. And he goes, well, she's not my wife anymore so, or something like that, and she's not my friend anymore or something like that. So it was probably her that was upset with me, <laughs> not you, not me. And we had a laugh over the whole thing. But anyway, Skunk Baxter, you know, some people out there listening to go, Skunk who? I mean, the Doobie Brothers are what? What are they? You know what I'm saying? So Yeah, it's a typical move, though, man. Just blame it on your ex-girlfriend. All right, that's my Skunk Baxter story. People are falling asleep right now. Sorry about that. But listen, you can for wake those, up. For those I that don't know, Jeffrey has lived like 17 17- <laughs> different lives i don't know yeah, what the equivalent funny. to you is but you are you're like the forrest gump of pop uh rock culture i mean very sports. very 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 recently mad i mean while we're on the subject very recently very recently i played golf out in phoenix arizona and uh just happened to run into manny machado out there from the padres and <laughs> i bet he took a little ball deep. in golf he went yeah, yard I mean, on you <laughs> <laughs> it just it's just funny yeah you're right you find out these experiences i should boy i should talk about write a book or have you a should. podcast one day about it. how about it the atlanta braves first world series win don't forget about that story we'll get into that i found, somehow found myself in the clubhouse of the braves after their clinching victory <laughs> that's, anyway, that's we, all, we, your, all your stories are, i just found myself i just wandered in and i no just one kind of found me. myself and it worked so hey the book is coming later on down the road what do you say maybe uh, maybe you'll ghostwrite it for me maddie listen don't forget if you want to wake up um like i need to do really quick you download the weekly official colts podcast featuring your latest news analysis insight and interviews regarding the colts this week we talked about players that had the potential to break out in 2022 listen to this sit downs with a bunch of those new colts coaches that we talked about earlier including assistant linebackers coach cato june back in the mix secondary coach ron milas assistant secondary coach and former colts safety mike mitchell check those podcasts out right now on colts.com the colts mobile app download it today in the Colts audio network anywhere you download your podcast okay Matt Taylor voice of the Colts Lara Overton Casey Vallier recently sat down with Tyquan Lewis the big fella out of Ohio State about returning to the Colts in free agency what that means to him coming off a season-ending injury in late October last year and how excited he is overall here's Tyquan Lewis oh it means everything to me you know despite everything that happened last year it just goes to show like the organization's a first-class organization. Chris still believes in me, you know, mm-hmm. and the, the relationships here amongst, like, the trainers and everyone in the building, you know, it's, it's, it's the best you could imagine, you know, and I'm, I'm thankful and, you know, I'm just excited to get going again. Taekwon, since the end of the season, you've stayed around. You've been rehabbing. You've been working out. I know you've chatted with Chris. What confidence did he reiterate in you? Because when he did his season-ending press conference, you were one of the names that he noted, that he you know, made a point to touch on the impact that you had on this defense prior to that devastating injury, and it appeared that that was going to be a priority to try to bring you back and make this deal work to have it for the foreseeable future. Right. Um, you know, when I got drafted here, you know, Chris, uh, he always believed in me, and I, I mean, sometimes I think he believed in me more than I believed in myself sometimes, you know. I appreciate Chris and everyone that's around him, you know. I'm I'm just so thankful, like, to have, like, a GM like him. I mean, mm-hmm. he's a first-class guy, stand-up guy. And even when the injury happened, you know, uh, I'm, I'm not going to say I lost confidence. I didn't, I didn't really, like, lose anything. As soon as it happened, I was, like, looking up at the sky, and I was just like, what's next? Just another adverse situation in my life, you know, despite all the other things I've already been through. 
and I just looked up and I was just like, what's next? Looked at EB. Mm-hmm. And I was like, EB, let's let's go to rehab. You know, we cracked a smile. Like the pain, nothing, nothing was existing at the time. So I was just ready to get back going, ready to get back to rehab and get ready for this moment. You know, we're just ready to play again. With all the adversity that you'd fought through previously in your career, did that help you? Did that help your mindset going into this, or was it initially defeating for you? How quickly were you able to turn the tide to this is an opportunity? Let's just get right back to it because right. you you've had this situation, similar situations before. Right. Uh, when I, when it happened, I looked down on my leg and I was just like, hey, "There's nothing left to do." And I'm I'm like, and I'm never a person to dwell on something, so I was just like, "Let's just turn the page. Let's just get back to it." You know. I was like, we know like what it what what was gonna happen like moving forward like, you know, free agent year like I'm like, oh, I, I gotta hear that you know like all these things all these factors and I'm just like none of it matters right now the only thing that matters is right now like how could I get better right now like in the training room like as a person as a dad you know all these things that's that's the only thing I was thinking about like right now like I got I have to do these things right now I have to start rehab right now like. I have to make my mind stronger than ever right now because, you know, all those things I already went through, like, the only thing that it, it did was prepare me for right now. So, you know, I just took it with, like, a grain of salt almost, and I was just like, this is not going to beat me down. I'm just going to keep going. And mm-hmm. I think I got to get a shout-out to DT, you know. I was, a, I was a young pup at his camp, and my, my word was perseverance. And I told him all my life, like, I've been looking for you. And when I got drafted, he called me and I asked him if he remembered me. He was like, yeah. And I was like, man, perseverance was always my word. Like, no matter what happens, I always push through. Like, and that's that's how I look at life. Like, no matter what goes on in life, just got to keep going. You know, perseverance is, that's, that's, I feel like everybody should have a little bit of it. I think everybody in this room would agree that at the time of the injury, you were really coming on. It was almost like that was like almost the breakout play. They were like, all right, here, we're going to see Taekwon the rest of the year. And then we had the injury. At this point now in your recovery, how's it going? How you feeling? Oh, I feel amazing. You know, uh, I'm ahead of schedule. You know, I'm running. I'm jumping. I'm amazed at myself sometimes <laughs> at the things I could do. I'm not even going to lie. I mean, I feel, I feel great mentally, you know. I'm just, I'm just ready to, like, keep progressing. Every day I just, like, try to figure out, like, one thing where I could just get better at. Like, I, I put these goals together. Like, each week I want to get, like, 5, 10 pounds stronger or, you know, just doing something. Like, well, I got my flexibility back. Like, I don't know if I could get any more flexible, but. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could say the same. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know, <laughs> let's just be. At home, like, all right, let's keep stretching. <laughs> you know, that was the main thing. Like, I was like, oh, man, like this injury might change me forever. But I was like, man, you know, like, let's just keep stretching it. Like, I don't like, I don't care. Like, if I can't, like, you know, stretch my quad all the way out, like, I'm like, I'm going to keep trying. But now it's like, it's like right back where I was. Right. You know, so I got man. the Jane Fonda on, on record. <laughs> I got the Jane Fonda vinyl. I can give it to you. You know, maybe oh, you can use man. it as a frisbee or something. <laughs> nah, you said it got it on vinyl. Yeah. Right. Got a turn. Got, I got to give you a turntable too. Right, show got, you how to I plug got it one in. At home. <laughs> My mom got me. She, she actually got me one for Christmas. You know. There you go. Yeah, she got me all the Kanye West albums and uh, the Weekend. I'm a, those are my two favorites. Yeah. And DMX. It just sounds a little bit different on vinyl, right? Oh yeah. Makes it 
hit home a little bit. Yeah, different. it definitely like does. I, you know, <laughs> drop it over there. And yeah, you got to get the spins. Yeah, get like, it in the oh, groove. Man. Yeah. <laughs> See, Larry, Larry doesn't even know what we're right. talking about. I have about, one you know? at home. I'll I got a little bit Wow. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Playing classics, man. I don't want to say. Take care album. I don't want to sell Larry short. She likes Drake. <laughs> Drake, he's a good artist. He's a good artist, though. I can't, I can't hate. <laughs> That's Tyquan Lewis with us. Colts defensive end. He's back in the fold and free agency for Indianapolis. You know, Casey kind of touched on a little bit, but we, we're up there calling the game. Larry's on the field. I mean, you're just having this great season, a breakout season. That play was just so. It was so awesome. I mean, you sink in coverage. You pick off Ryan Tannehill. You're, you're returning the ball up the field in plus territory. Right. Colts are up two scores, and then you, you're, you're tackled forward. You, you have the injury. But before that, though, I mean, did you feel like you were really on the come in, in what you were able to do from your defensive end position in terms of your flexibility and the impact you were having on this defense? Yeah, I mean, that day, I, I, I remember that day like clear as ever. Yeah, it was Halloween. I woke up that morning. I said, "I'm going to have three sacks a day." Like, and you're on your I, way. Yeah, I was like, "Did you think you're going to have a pick?" I, I didn't think about a pick. <laughs> I just knew I was going to have a. Str- I was like, "I'm going to get a turnover." Me, I think me and Flus had just talked about. It. He was like, "This is going to be your day," and I was like, "You're right." I woke up feeling so good that it, the the way I felt that morning was too good to be true. Like I was just feeling that good. I was in the zone. What I had like two QB hits, a sack, then yeah. a pick. I was like, "Oh my god!" Like. Yeah. Dude, this day here is, yeah. like, insane. Throughout the whole season, it was, like, just chipping away, like, each week. And then it was just, like, getting quarterback hits. You're, doing, you're getting pressure. It's just, like, one day it's just all going to click. And then, you know, I was hoping, like, after I got the first sack, I was like, all right, like, let's just keep going. And then, like, the injury happened. But I'm like, all right. I could still hunt quarterbacks this season, so it's cool. You're amazing. I mean, how, <laughs> seriously, no, I'm I'm, I'm yeah. trying to give you a major compliment. That that attitude for you, most guys would kind of just you know go into a, a bad place, but dwell. Yeah. yeah. Oh no, man, what, I don't dwell on nothing. But but where, did, but where does your great attitude, your your positive outlook on things, where does that come from? I I really uh, wish I could tell you. I I say is I I say my grandparents. Yeah. Like no matter, I think it was just no matter the situation, like. My great grandmother, she was like always just another day, another blessing, you know. Mm-hmm. Like that's the way you look at it. I I look I don't go to sleep upset, like I don't wake up the next day thinking about what happened yesterday because all I have is right now. I don't know. I just can't think about those things. So I just try to keep a good mindset, always positive. Just trying to like progress through whatever it is, you know. It gets dark sometimes, but no, nah, I don't you know, don't you don't wanna go to those dark places, man. Mm-hmm. You just gotta believe in yourself for one, though. Like you always gotta be thankful. Always gotta believe in yourself. Like, you know, because all you need is opportunity. You know, it doesn't matter how big it is, how small it is. You know, once you once you get a little bit of opportunity, you know, open the doors for much more. Looking ahead to these next few weeks, the you know upcoming OTA minicamp period. This is a highly motivated defense. You guys are right. bringing back a lot of guys, a lot of big playmakers. You mentioned Matt Eberflus now in Chicago. You have Gus Bradley. You're going to have Nate Ollie's, the defensive line coach. What conversations have you been able to have with the new guys who are leading this defense? What excites you about the potential there is for growth among this defense, especially along the defensive line? You know. The conversations we had thus far is uh, it's going to be an attacking defense where, you know, we get nine techniques, you know, get to roll off the ball a little more. I mean, who doesn't like that as a defensive end? I mean, that equates to more sacks in my opinion. 
you don't have to play a six technique, get started again, you know, but nine tech, you're rolling off the ball. But also, like, all the guys around, like, I mean, it's, it's still pretty much all the same guys, and we all, like, you know, we all gel together. Like, you know, I'm 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 excited to be back into the fold, like, with those same guys. Like, you know, I, I love each and every one of those guys. I, I texted Zaire yesterday, like, man, if there's a way, you know, we could get everybody together for the next three to four years, man, we could really, you know, we could take this thing by storm, you know, like, and I'm just excited to be around those same guys. As Lara mentioned, you you bring back a lot of those same guys. A couple guys entering year two, you know, expecting for big jumps in, in guys like Quiddy, and then also, you know, we don't we don't really get a full year of Dio. What are you expecting right. to see out of those two youngsters in year two? Oh man, you know, those those two guys, I know for a fact they're gonna come ready and be ready to play even more. Like, you know, you get that first taste of like year one, you see how the league works. It's the longest year of your life. Like everybody knows this. Like and when you come back year two, like, refreshed, probably more motivated because now you're like, oh, I got some time. Like, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm getting to the swing of this this pro thing. Like, let me actually go out here and play. And I know those two are going to come back, like, refreshed, refocused, ready to work. With this new scheme, you know, last year you had the backdrop of, of COVID. And, you know, in 2020, everything got wiped out. But um, with a new scheme on defense and OTAs and a new defensive coordinator and Gus Bradley, how important will the month of, you know, April, May, and then the mini camp in June I mean? That's a huge springboard opportunity going into training camp. Right. I mean, it, I mean, time is everything. Yeah. Time on the turf, you know. Right. Learning, learning new people is, is the main thing. You know, because everybody interacts differently. Like, that's that's the thing. Like, you could bring all the schemes you want, but, like, you have to, like, it's the players that have to play, you know, and, and the coaches coach. But we all have to find a way to come together. I think that's the main thing, our inter- interactions amongst each other to, in order to make this work. As I've, as I've met with all the coaches, like, you know, I've, I've seen, like, nothing but great things, like great attitudes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's all new, so... Even, like, if it's new, it's still good to, like, get off to a great start with those attitudes. Like, all right, like, we're here together. Like, let's do this. I love the young man. I'm telling you, I love Tyquan Lewis, but he owes me a lunch because we had a huge wager last year on, on how Ohio State University would do in the football season. And my man came up empty-handed. That would involve the Michigan victory and, of course, what they did. Anyway, I'll talk to Tyquan Lewis at his locker I think I remember. Day. I think I was in the studio when you guys right. did that. You had a nice right. little friendly handshake, a nice little friendly wager, and uh, – I'll be honest with you, I didn't see that game coming either. Hey, feed the dog, Tyquan Lewis. The dog's <laughs> hungry. Feed the dog. Now I'm still waiting on this stuff, all right? Listen, after a quick timeout, we're going to give you the Forum Credit Union question of the week regarding all the trades that have gone down this offseason and the amount of draft capital the Browns had to give the Texans to acquire QB Deshaun Watson. We're also going to discuss the win total Vegas has set for the Colts. I love this time of year. Frank Gore calling in a career and a whole lot more on the NFL grab bag. This is the last word. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. My name is Gorman. Coming back right after this, 93.5-1075 the fan. This is your weekly fix on Colts football. The last word with Jeffrey Gorman and Matt Taylor. Hello, friends. I can't do a good Jim Nance, but Maddie, do you get fired up for the Masters, especially if Tiger's making some waves? Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm not the biggest golf guy. I think I've said that enough times over the years uh, for people to understand that, but Definitely appreciate golf, admire the Matt talent. Matt Taylor, not a golf guy. Not a golf guy. Like watching golf on TV, 
And I think why is because I'm I'm a I'm a backyard guy. I like to weirdly enough, I like to do yard work, so I appreciate the the clean landscaping lines and things like that. Maybe I'm weird like that, watching for all the wrong reasons, but Gets me fired up for spring, and uh, soon well, summer okay. will be slow, here. We'll be doing stuff. Uh, uh, slow. Let's back up. Back up just a minute. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. We're getting over this thing. What does your lawn look like after a fresh mowing? Are you um, exact with your lines? Are you on a diagonal? Do you multi-cut it? Do you cut it twice so you have that zigzag, that yeah. checkerboard look? What do you do? You never cut your grass the same way in consecutive mowings because it promotes. Oh healthy growing if you cut it different each time who are you dude i have no idea who you are what are you green thumb what do you own a landscape business now i'm telling you and i've learned a couple of tricks over the over the years i mean i cut my grass high it again promotes uh good root growth root root sturdiness if you will and uh you know i get my lawn uh you know fertilized i got the applications four or five times a year and in in the height of spring like mid to late may Okay. My my backyard looks like a fairway. Why don't you give us the address of your house where you and your family <laughs> live, and we'll uh, we'll all go meet up tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. I'll bring the coffee and donuts, and we'll look at Matt Taylor's lawn. Just drive around the south side and look for a nice yard. All right, here we go. The Indianapolis Colts, we've teamed up with Anthem Blue Cross and Blue Shield to recognize school teachers, administrators, nurses, staff members who go above and beyond for their students, their schools, and their communities. Nominate your classroom quarterback today at colts.com slash classroom quarterbacks. Time now for the Forum Credit Union question of the week. Matt Taylor, the Browns traded for quarterback Deshaun Watson by agreeing to send three first-round picks, one in each of the next three drafts, a 2023 third-round selection, a 2024 fourth-round choice of, to the Texans for Watson, and a 2024 fifth-round pick. When was the last time an NFL team surrendered three first-round picks to acquire one player. Great question today. I'm going to give you a hint. Oh my it gosh. happened in the 80s. I was first thinking of, uh, was it Reggie? No, it wasn't Reggie Bush. Who did the, who did the Saints give up their basically their entire draft class for? Ricky who was Williams? That, that was, Ray, okay, Ricky Williams. That's I yeah. got those two guys crisscrossed. I have no idea, Jeffrey. I have no now, clue. Now, this is going back. You remember this, cat? Herschel Walker, the Minnesota Vikings, traded with uh, the Dallas okay. Cowboys for big Herschel out of Georgia. The Cowboys received two linebackers, a cornerback, and a defensive end, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, a third-round pick, Jeez. and a sixth-round pick to Dallas, all for the Herschel Walker Express. And, man, he could run, and he was fun to watch doing it. That's the Forum Credit Union question of the week. You can go to uh, Colts.com. You can interact with other fans online when you go to the Fan Forum section over there. Post a topic, participate in various discussions regarding your Colts Forum Credit Union, helping members live their financial dreams. Let's get out of here right now. A great weekend awaits, so let's open up the NFL Grab Bag. It's time for the NFL Grab Bag, an assorted look at what's going on in the NFL. This NFL Grab Bag brought to you by our friends at Meyer Meyer, the official super center of the Indianapolis Colts, proud sponsor of hundreds of local sports teams across the Midwest. Maytay, the win total projections from Vegas are in, okay? Mm-hmm. Yep. The folks at Points Bet have listed the over-under win totals for 31 NFL teams. Now, they have the Colts and the Titans at 9.5 wins in 2022 the Jaguars are at six and five six point five rather wins and the Texans are at four and a half wins so uh what do you think Colts and Titans at top of the AFC South nine and a half wins what do you like I mean I like it again I think that speaks to the fact that you know the Colts are an improved team right with Matt Ryan and Unique Ngakwe I looked at all of the 
projections around the NFL and just kind of took some notes. The Bills lead the AFC. They have a projected win total of 11.5. Nine AFC teams next season are projected, Jeffrey, to win at least nine games. So you talk about the parity in the conference. Uh, Vegas would agree. 11 AFC teams are projected to win at least eight games. Last season, in reality, 10 AFC teams won nine games. It made for the most competitive playoff field maybe ever. Next year is right in line with that. So, you know, who knows if the Colts can get some help at, you know, tight end, wide receiver, tackle depth in the draft. Maybe Vegas gives the Colts maybe another win or two heading into the regular season in terms of what their outlook is for the team. Seven of those opponents on the Colts schedule next year made the playoffs, and that could be more. It's just the way it is, man. If teams get better in the offseason by leaps and bounds, hopefully it is this this year for our Colts. So I love Matt Ryan. I love Matty Ice coming in. I think it's over. I think they're a double-digit team that's going to win double-digit games. You know, no no problem. If I if I did have the luxury of wagering Matty Ochi, I would definitely take the over, okay? I mean, look at the Cincinnati Bengals last year. I mean, nobody oh. saw this coming, and they went from worst to first in their division, and they you know, went to the Super Bowl and were a couple of plays away from winning the whole thing. So it happens every year, and you know the fact that the Colts are going from you know quarterback to quarterback and they're still projected to win nine and a half games speaks to their roster. It's not crazy at all to think the Colts can win the AFC South next year after being swept by Tennessee in 2021. All right, Matt, you got to dig into the uh, the back memory list and uh, and cue me in. I was down in Nashville when this cat was running the football for the Colts, but Frank Gore has decided to retire. Later this offseason, he's uh, going to sign a one-day contract with the 49ers, formally announcing he is done, and then hopefully he'll work for the 49ers in a front office position somewhere, somehow. The 49ers selected Gore out of Miami in the third round. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. In the third round of the 2005 NFL Draft. He played 10 years in Frisco. He then played three years for the Colts and one year each for Dolphin, Bills, and Jets. He finished his career with exactly 16,000 rushing yards, third most in the NFL, in the history, rather, of the NFL. First ballot all Hall of Famer, yay or nay? Oh, you kidding me? I mean, he's going to go in. I mean, it's like it's like what uh, Mike Chappell had to do a couple years ago with Peyton Manning. Just get up and say, Peyton Manning, that That's argument it. speaks for itself. I mean, Frank Gore, for me, was that, that was a true experience, covering him, talking to him inside the locker room. The highest compliment that I can give anybody is that they are a pro's pro class act, and that's exactly what Frank Gore was. I mean, everybody that played with Frank would list him as one of their favorite teammates and when he signed with the Colts in free agency, he brought a level of accountability, professionalism inside that locker room. And you know those seasons when he was in Indianapolis with the Colts, I know they did not achieve what he set out for, but I mean, he played his guts out for the Colts. He did the dirty work, loved his offensive line, and again, he was just a class act the entire time. So he's just he's one up, of my favorite people, guys. Absolutely. I mean, here's his job. He, I mean. There's 11 guys that are waiting to tee off on him for 16,000 rushing yards throughout his career. It's incredible to do it at the age that he did it at and longevity. Hats off to you, Frank Gore. You are a Hall of Famer. Matt Taylor, voice of the Colts. I am Gore, man. Matty, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. Have fun this weekend. we got some good weather coming on. And don't forget, you can enjoy the Masters, my friend. You got it. Will do. I'll do all that stuff and uh, hope to see you soon, pal. I miss you. We will. We'll meet on your lawn one day to look at those horizontal (laughs) lines. You can help me plant flowers. Hours. <laughs> Thanks, Matt Taylor. 93.5, 107.5. This is the last word coming up next. You bet with Bet Rivers. We'll talk to you next week. Oh.